Scene shifts now back to the heath. Gloucester's been wandering around the countryside by himself, his eyes gouged out, blind. An old man meets him and tries to help. Edgar comes across him. So Ed- Edgar's, he's had to disguise himself as this Tom O'Bedlam character, right? He, I mean, he's still dressed like that. But Gloucester can't see him. Um, and I'm reading Gloucester, and Tom, you're reading Edgar and the old man. Okay, great. So Edgar says, but who comes here? And Gloucester is walking through led by the old man. My father, poorly led? World, world, oh world. But that thy strange mutations make us hate thee. Lie would not yield to age. And the old man says, Oh, my good Lord, I have been your tenant and your father's tenant these fourscore years. Away, get thee away, good friend, be gone. Thy comforts can do me no good at all. Thee they may hurt. Alack, sir, you cannot see your way. I have no way. Therefore want no eyes. I stumbled when I saw. Full oft tis seen. Our means secure us and our mere defects prove our commodities. Oh, dear son, Edgar, the food of thy abused father's wrath, might I but live to see thee in my touch, I'd say I had eyes again. How now, who's there, says the old man, and Edgar, aside, says, O gods, who is can say I am the worst? I am worse than e'er I was, tis poor mad Tom, and worst I may be yet. The worst is not so long as we can say this is the worst. Fellow, where goest? Is it a beggar man? Madman and beggar too. He has some reason, else he could not beg. I, the last night's storm, I saw such a fellow, which made me think a man a worm. My son came then into my mind, and yet my mind was then scarce friends with him. I've heard more since, as flies to wanton boys are we to the gods. They kill us, their sport. How should this be? Bad is the trade that must play fool to sorrow, angering itself and others. Bless thee, master. Is that fellow naked? Aye, my lord. Then, prithee, get thee gone, if for my sake thou wilt o'ertake us, hence a mile or twain, I, the way toward Dover, do it for ancient love, and bring some covering for this this naked soul here, who I'll, I'll entreat to lead me. Alack, sir, he is mad. Tis the times, plague, when madmen lead the blind. Hmm. Do as I bid thee, or rather, do thy pleasure. Above the rest, be gone. I'll bring him the best peril that I have. Come on to what will. And he Sirrah, Sirrah, naked fellow, 
Poor Tom's a cold. I cannot do but further. Come hither, fellow. And yet I must. Bless thy sweet eyes, they bleed. Knowst thou the way to Dover? Both stile and gate, horseway and footpath, poor Tom hath been scared out of his good wits. Bless thee, good man's son, from the foul fiend. Five friends have been in poor Tom at once, of lust, of obedicate. Hobbididence, Prince of Dumbness, Mahu and Stealing, Motto of Murder, Flibbery Gibbet, of Mopping and Mowing, who since possesses chambermaids and waiting women. So bless thee, master. Here, take this purse, thou whom the heaven's plagues have humbled to all strokes, that I am wretched makes thee the happier. Heavens deal so still. Let the superfluous and lust-dieted man that slaves your ordinance that will not see, because he doth not feel, feel your power quickly. So distribution should undo excess, and each man have enough. Dost thou know Dover? Aye, master. Oh, there's a cliff whose high and bending head looks fearfully in the confined deep. Bring me but to the very brim of it, and I'll repair the misery thou dost bear with something rich from about me. From that place, I shall no leading need. Give me thy arm. Poor Tom shall lead thee. I and get to the bedlam to lead him where he would. His roguish madness allows itself to anything. So the two of them are now out there mm-hmm. walking along this path. And Gloucester, he thinks he's climbing to that cliff on Dover that he was talking about. But they're just walking along the flat. And Gloucester's intent is actually, he wants to jump off that cliff to his death. But Edgar, he has something else in mind. When when should we come to the top of that same hill? You do climb it up now. Look how we labor. Uh, Methinks the ground is even. Horrible steep. Hark, do you hear the sea? No, truly. Why, then your other senses grow imperfect by your eyes' anguish. So may it be, indeed. Methinks thy voice is altered, and thou speakest in better phrase and matter than thou didst. Oh, you're much deceived. In nothing am I changed but in my garments. Methinks you're better spoken. Oh, come on, sir. Here's the place. Stand still. How fearful and dizzy tis to cast one's eye so low. The crows and shafts that wing the midway air. So scarce so gross as beetles. Halfway down hangs one that gathers samphire, dreadful trade. Methinks he seems so bigger than his head. The fishermen that walk upon the beach appeared like mice, and yon tall anchoring bark diminished to her cock, her cock, a boy almost too small for sight, the murmuring surge that on the unnumbered idle pepper safes cannot be heard so high. I look no more. Lest my brain turn in the deficient sight topple down headlong. <laughs> set, set me, set me where you stand. Give me your hand. 
You are now within a foot of the extreme verge. For all beneath the moon would I not leap upright. I let go my hand. Here, friends, another purse. In it, a jewel. Well worth a man's taking. Fairies and gods, prosper it with thee. Go thou further off. Bid me farewell, and let me hear thee going. Now fare you well, good sir. With all my heart. Why I do truffle thus with his despair is done to cure it. Gloucester kneels. He thinks he's on the edge of a cliff. Oh, you mighty gods. This world I do renounce. And in your sights, shake patiently my great affliction off. If I could bear it longer and not fall to quarrel with your great opposeless wills, my snuff and loathed part of nature should burn itself out. If Edgar live, oh, bless him. Now, fellow, fare thee well. He falls forward. He jumps off what he thinks is a cliff. Gone, sir. Farewell. And yet I know not how conceit may rob the treasury of life when life itself yields to the theft. Had he been where he thought, by this, had thought been passed, alive or dead. And he lost conscious when he jumped, Shahari. He lost consciousness. And now he awakens. Away, away, let me die. Hast thou been aught but gossamer, feathers, air, so many fathom down precipitating. Thou didst shiver like an ache, but thou dost breathe, hast heavy substance, bleedst not, speak'st, art sound. Ten masts at each make not the altitude which thou hast perpendicularly fell. Thy life's a miracle. Speak yet again. But have I fallen? From the dread oh, summit oh, no. of this chalky bourne, look up a height, the shrilling gorge lock, so far cannot be seen or heard, but do, do, but look up. Alack, I have no eyes. Is wretchedness deprived that benefit to end itself by death? T'was yet some comfort, when misery could beguile the tyrant's rage and frustrate his proud will. Give me your arm, up. So, how is't? Feel your legs? You stand. Too well. Too well. This is above all strangeness. Upon the crown of the cliff, what thing was that which parted from you? A poor, unfortunate beggar. As I stood here below, methought his eyes were two full moons. He had a thousand noses, horns whelped and waved like the unrigid sea. It was some fiend, therefore, thou happy father. 
think that the clearest gods who make them honors of men's impossibilities have preserved thee. Ho, you, sir, friend, hear you, sir, speak. Thus might he pass indeed, yet he revives. What are you, sir? I, I do remember now. Uh, hence, henceforth, I'll bear affliction till it do cry out itself enough, enough, and die. That thing you speak of, I took it for a man. Hmm. Often would say, the fiend, the fiend. He led me to that place. Bear free and patient thoughts. But who comes here? The safer sense will ne'er accommodate his master thus. Who is coming, then? Lear. This is your big scene. <laughs> it's coming up, sorry. This is your big scene. <laughs> Next time. Next time. Yes, indeed. <laughs>